This is Rock and Roll English. Real people, real English. Here's your host, Martin Johnston. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Rock and Roll English, episode number 221, baby. Oh yeah, this is kind of the first official episode where I am now obviously a father. If you didn't know that, then start following Rock and Roll English on Facebook and Instagram. So sorry for the last podcast that came out a couple of days late. Um, Things were obviously a bit crazy then, but now things are kind of getting back to some kind of normality. Although I don't think I will ever go back to what in my mind was normality but never mind in today's episode i speak to clarification charlie yes she is back um about the early days of parenting because also clarification charlie just had a baby her second baby so she is obviously a real expert there is lots of rock and roll vocabulary some of which i forgot to mention in the podcast and I think it's because I was tired, because as you can imagine at the moment, I'm sleeping less, let's say. So when I had this conversation with Clarification Charlie, maybe my mind wasn't so active and I didn't notice some of the R&R vocab. But I do speak about it all at the end. So make sure you listen to the end of the podcast and then you can go and find the vocabulary at rockandrollenglish.com slash 221. And if you're in the family, the Rock and Roll English family, that is, just ask me in the Facebook group if you have any questions. But here is the conversation. I will speak to you again at the end. In the meantime, happy listening. Clarification, Charlie, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Martin. You're not going to ask me. Thanks. <laughs> very polite. Conversations <laughs> normally work like this. Like what you ask a question, the other person asks you a question. Have you forgotten uh, how conversations sorry. work? Yes, sorry. It's because we've just been having a chat. Yes. How are you, Martin? How are you? Always <laughs> fantastic. Always fantastic. Although you did mention something that I spoke about recently on a podcast. It is strange that when I ask you how you are, we have been speaking already for like 20 minutes. So it is a bit strange <laughs> to ask someone, how are you after 20 minutes? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Um, anyway, clarification, Charlie, how do we usually start the show? With a review. Do you think we have a review? Yes. Unfortunately not, um, oh. which, which is a shame because this is going to be a joyous podcast, you know, a happy podcast. Um, so we've, we're starting off not brilliantly, but, you know, the only way is up, <laughs> as they say. The only way exactly. is up. <laughs> Um, so obviously, as you know, we have both recently had babies. Um, yes, congratulations. Yep, you too. Although I didn't actually have the baby. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> just in case anyone's wondering what happened. Um, so I thought today we could just, you know, talk about stuff you need to think about for when that baby comes, the day of the birth. Okay, oh, just in case God. anyone's listening, you know, yeah. lots of things I didn't know. Um, yeah. and just give some advice. Um, so the first point I've got here is be prepared. You, you know, you get those bags ready, get get those by the door. Yeah, did you have them ready? I did. I had my bag of snacks as well. I was always <laughs> recommended to have a bag of snacks. You know what? On, on that point, this is exactly what I was actually about to mention. So we had all the bags ready 
And then Mrs. R&R had prepared a list as well, just of things just to not forget that was on the door, post-it note on the door. And it said like bags, baby documents, all of these things. And I added to the bottom of that list, digestive biscuits. Classic. (laughs) (laughs) No, they always tell us here to pack a bag of snacks. They're like, get you know, sugary treats, high energy snacks. Okay, so so they didn't mention that to us here, oh, but obviously I error. just took the initiative there and thought oh. I need I need some kind of snack because here they keep you in for like three days, and I thought, yeah. you know, hospital food like I what kind of snacks are they going to be providing? So I thought I'll bring a whole pack of digestive biscuits, nice. and then I can just munch on them the whole time. Yeah, just plain digestive biscuits, eh? Well, I did think maybe I should go for something something else but they I recently had bought them from the supermarket oh. I, I treated myself actually because they're quite expensive over here because it's they're like imported food and oh, every time okay. I go to the supermarket I think oh, I would like those digestives but you know they're pretty expensive but I thought this time you know what I'm going to push the boat out a nice term there to like you know spend a lot of money I'm going to buy the digestive biscuits and then <laughs> and then I thought if the baby arrives now I'm taking those babies. <laughs> <laughs> I so, love it. A taste of Britain with you. Taste of England in the hospital. That that was exactly it. Um, so another thing to know for this whole experience, if you're thinking of going through it, especially for the women, is it's painful. <laughs> um, I mean, I always knew it was painful, but, you know, I thought it was kind of like paper cut painful, um, which... You know, it's painful for like a couple of minutes because in the films, it doesn't look so bad. They have the baby and a few minutes later, everything's fine. But as it happens, it's not actually like that, is it? No, there's there's the kind of there's well, often there's a, a build and then uh, obviously the kind of the main event then, which in itself. <laughs> what a is wonderful just way to describe it. The main event. Excruciating. <laughs> And then the aftermath as well, which actually gets worse. So after you, the more children you have, you get after pains as well. And that becomes worse the more children you have. Okay. I didn't notice it with my first child, but I definitely noticed it with my second child. Interesting. Did not know about these mm. after pains. Mm-hmm. Um, so with um, baby R&R, when she arrived, so we, we got to the hospital and then once the moment came that once the main event as you so eloquently eloquently that's a difficult word for me they're more than two syllables they're always difficult (laughs) eloquently described it as as that was approaching um obviously you need to go then to what's known as the delivery room where the baby comes and then at that point they then said to me you can't go to me and I was like what um so then I had to separate myself from Mrs R&R which was you know that was quite bad because horrible yeah because you know she was in quite a bit of pain at at this point and then they said to me no you you can't go so then I got some messages the doctor was actually sending me messages and then said like the baby's here so I was really happy and then when they brought Mrs. R&R back, they said she's coming back now. And I was waiting in this room and I thought, oh, it's going to be like an emotional like moment, like in a film, we're going to hug each other. Oh. And then I saw her like 
I was like crying, like, oh, and then I thought this is going to be a wonderful moment. And she just said to me, we are never having any more children again. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, all right, okay. (laughs) Yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah, after we had our first, I was adamant. I think I was adamant for about the first three, four, five months I was just like, never again. And they were like, because all they say is, oh, you forget the pain and it's it's wonderful. I was like, I'm never forgetting, <laughs> never. And I didn't for months and months and months. But um, then, then, yeah. But in the end, you did forget. But In the end, I did. And I did forget and I did do it again. But now you have been reminded <laughs> again of, of what that's like. Yeah. And it's just as painful second time round. <laughs> Um, but quicker quicker okay that that's quicker. good it, it's over quick mate like a paper cut again as i described yeah. it as initially just a quick yeah. paper cut quick paper cut anything from sort of what five to 18 hours long whatever wherever it might be for you just just a long paper cut that yes okay. exactly um so something else i then noticed so after the baby was born we spent like these three days in hospital which was actually really good because um you don't have to think about anything about the house or like washing or cleaning. Um, although it was a bit like being in, I described it as family prison because I, we were locked in, in this one tiny room, but yeah. it wasn't so bad. Um, and then when we left, I basically just forgot how to do all basic things. Like we got in the car and I was like, fuck, I, I don't remember how to drive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what the fuck are we supposed to do? We actually needed some petrol. Yeah. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, fuck. And here in Italy, I'm pretty sure they don't do this in the UK. The last time I had a car, they certainly didn't. You can actually pay extra and someone puts the petrol in the car for you. But that that means the petrol is more expensive. And as you can imagine, I, before this day, had never used that service in my life (laughs) because I thought I'm not paying someone. I'm not paying more money for petrol just for someone else to put the petrol in the car. But... When we were driving back, I was like, fuck it. I don't care how much this petrol costs. Like, I've, I'm too scared to get out of the car. I don't know. I don't know how to, like, function anymore. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> I don't know how to, like, pay money. I don't know anything anymore. Well, well done. <laughs> you got through. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Got through it. Um, survived. Um, it is very strange, I think, when you walk through your kind of front door and then suddenly it's like your life before is still there in front of you. But you've obviously got a baby with you as well. Yeah. It's just like, this is just weird. Like, So when we came back from having our first, we um, picked up our dog. Obviously, Hugo picked oh, it up. Oh, from, this is a good point. Our... Who looks after the dog when you go yeah. into labour? Parents-in-law, as okay. did. They looked after, obviously, Felicity when I went into labour um, this time round, which was, well, I... Yeah, I was I was what we say induced, so my baby did not want to come on its own, so it had to be uh, forced along after being two weeks past its due date. So I had to go into hospital, and they thought it'd be over in like a day or two. I was actually in for five days because this baby really did not want to come out, um, and so my poor mother-in-law had my not only my daughter but also my dog this entire time. <laughs> Um, does she like dogs? Because if that happened to me, so one day, let's say baby R&R grows up, she has a baby and she says to me, can you take care of my child and my dog whilst I go and have this child? I would be like, look, I love you a lot as a daughter, but not enough 
to take care of a dog for five days. <laughs> yes, she does. She has dogs as well. So it oh, was okay. fine. It was fine. But um, but yeah, but no, sorry. The point I was making was on our way back from our first, we had to pick up our dog. And um, and then we went for a dog walk, which was really strange. Something we'd done every day for like six years. And then suddenly we were doing it, but with a baby. It felt very odd. Very odd. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so one of the things you said there, so you're in hospital for five days. You, you then have to deal yeah. with hospital food, which... Um, yes is is not the best so we, yeah. we were so we had this and a, another thing in where we were they they were very stingy with water so remember stingy is when oh. you're, there's like the opposite of generous let's mm. say um and we kept having to ask and no one would give us any bottles of water and then someone gave us finally two bottles of water and then another nurse came so i thought right i'm going to ask for some more waters because they don't know that I asked. I've already got these. So in this point, I had hidden these bottle of waters like down the side of the bed. And then I asked another nurse and said, oh, can we have two bottles of water? And she said, yeah, yeah, brought them. And then she said, I'll change the sheets of your bed. And I thought, fuck, the, the other water's down there now. Like she's going to find that. <laughs> I, oh, I was absolutely <laughs> shitting my pants. When she when she was cleaning the bathroom, I quickly hid the water in my bag. And honestly, I felt like a criminal. I felt like I was like, I had drugs on me or something like that. It no. was, it was horrific. Oh, no, see, the food actually wasn't too, wasn't too bad um, where we were. But also within the hospital, there's quite a few shops. So there's a, an M&S. <laughs> like expenses. a shopping centre. Yeah, there's like a Marks and Spencers, which does very nice food. So you can go and buy, you can you obviously buy it, so you can do that. But um, yeah, the food they, they provided actually was fine. But when I, again, when I was having my, my first daughter, there was a really nice like deli, um, mm. like a sandwich deli. So my husband had spotted this on his way in. He was like, oh, I've seen a really good deli. Like They do really nice sandwiches. I'm going to go get one of those. And with my first daughter, it, it took a little while. And so um, he was with me like the first day and um, he was upset because when he finally went down, the deli was shut. Uh, so he was very, very frustrated at this. At this, Should have brought some digestive biscuits with him. That's... Yeah, he should have brought digestive biscuits. He should have. The, the grapes that I'd, I'd brought on the Haribo wasn't cutting it for him. And then my labour continued on until the next day. And so he was very happy that the deli had now opened again. And so he did manage to go downstairs and finally get that deli sandwich that he so desperately craved for those for those like first thirty six hours of me being in hospital. Um, Fantastic! So yeah, he was, yeah, he was brilliant. He loved it. I'm sure he that still was... talks about that sandwich to this yeah, day. That's what I was about to say. I'm sure that was the best memory of his of his first child being born was uh, the sandwich that he got from the deli. The highs and lows. <laughs> the, the deli was closed. And then it carried on. So the deli was open again. He got his sandwich. He was very happy. I'm so happy that story has a happy ending. Okay, yeah. not not the happy ending that your daughter was born, but that Mr. Clarification Charlie got his sandwich. Yeah. Okay, and everyone was happy. <laughs> um, so um, another thing that basically you need to know when you have a baby is what to do with the baby because um, <laughs> after baby R and R was born. They, they then kept her downstairs for like an hour or something doing some tests and then brought her up. And this guy just came in 
and just literally gave her to us and said, okay, now try breastfeeding and changing nappies and then walked out. And I was like, sorry, what? Like, are you you not going to show me how to do this? And and then what I actually did is like, because also Mrs. R&R had no idea. So then had my phone on me, went on YouTube, tutorial, how to breastfeed, how to change a nappy. So that that's how we learned, basically. I know. What would you have done before Google? Oh, that's what I was thinking before smartphones. What what would have, what would we have done then? Absolute nightmare. We always thought it was crazy. So in England, they're quite quick to just let you um, go. So you have the baby. So like after I had my my second child, to be fair, like I had the baby and I was out of hospital like four or five hours later. Oof, and wow. Yeah, yeah, quick. And with my first, I was out the same day. So I had her at four in the morning and seven o'clock I was allowed to leave that evening. Um, and so so they, they let us, they kind of let us go. And we just both found it quite strange. So like they, they gave us our, our hospital notes and said, right, off you go. Like, see you later, kind of have a nice time. And we both kind of left and we're like, so no one's actually gonna no one's gonna check like we're just allowed to leave with this baby exactly (laughs) we're just gonna put it in the car like no one's (laughs) checking anything they're just letting us leave with this baby it's very strange (laughs) yeah i was thinking like they need to give you some kind of instructions manual i think does this not come with instructions this thing this this child no it doesn't so so that was very scary and another thing that's very scary um is just the anxiety so especially those first few nights Mm. I think I checked that she was still alive about 50 million times of like, yep, still alive. Like five seconds later, yep, okay, still alive now, still alive now, still alive now. Oh, it was awful. I actually went through that just not last night, but the night before, because ever since I've had my 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 son, he hasn't slept for longer than two hours, day or night. It's just two hours wake up two hours wake up so I'm, I'm feeding every night every two hours and in the day every two hours um and then the other night it was it was five hours and I woke up at a kind of normal two hour and I realized that he wasn't he wasn't awake he wasn't crying my instant thought was he he died I was like he's dead <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and I was that there. is the instant thought isn't it always <laughs> and, and I checked I was like I oh, know he's still breathing went back to sleep two hours later I was like oh he's definitely dead this time he was still alive and, it, and then he woke up five hours. But it's that whole, I, I've been craving a longer amount of sleep this entire eight weeks. And um, I finally get it. And my instant thought was that he died. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. I, well, I, I mean, I'm laughing, but uh, I've had this s- sensation <laughs> many times already. In fact, I was thinking about this before and like, I'd heard things in the past, you know, of like good parents, bad parents. Now I don't think about that. I just think that it's an achievement to keep the baby alive. Like if, yeah. if oh, massively. And, and that's it. It doesn't matter if you if you're a good or bad parent. If the baby is still alive, in my eyes, it's a success. Well, that's quite funny because I think in one of our last podcasts, Martin, you, you asked me about parenting tips or something. And I was like, oh, well, I've managed to keep her alive for three and a half years. And you laughed at that comment. You were like, oh, well done, keeping her alive. And it's like, yeah. Well, think, things have changed. Okay, I'm a new person now because now, now I do realise that that is a massive just, achievement. Yeah, hugely. Um, so, so well done for keeping your first baby alive for nearly four years. Um, so that that is quite an achievement. Um, Thanks. 
So on this nappy changing as well, obviously I'd never changed a nappy before this. And I hadn't really thought about it that much, but I hadn't really thought about the fact that babies shit when you're trying to change the nappy. And (laughs) that is just, oh God. Because like I already was having difficulty and then I thought, right, I've kind of got this now. I kind of understand what I'm doing. But then once that shit comes out whilst you're changing it i think i think it was mike tyson the boxer said everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face and it was kind of like (laughs) me with this nappy i went in there i had a plan i knew what was going and then the poo come which was the punch in the face and then it was just like panic and i was like oh god and poo was going everywhere like legs were going in clothes Luckily, Mrs. R and R was on hand to save the day, but uh, oh god, it was it was a nightmare. Yeah. Well, we've been quite fortunate with our with our son, but it is very common for boys as well that every time you change them, they do wee on you. So as you take off the nappy, it's something to do with the cold air rushing over. You literally the willy goes up, and <laughs> and the pee just like put, like spouts out like a fountain towards you. <laughs> Like a fountain, like a beautiful fountain in Rome. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed, indeed. So, yeah. I did think about that. I thought at least we haven't got a boy because I thought, you know, yeah. with that willy, which is a lovely way to yeah. describe a penis, basically, yeah. um, that could go anywhere. There's just yeah. no, you no. just don't know where that's going, do you? No, no not at all. <laughs> not at all. At least with the girls, it's, it's yeah, exactly. it's easy. Felicity used to, yeah, my first, my daughter used to wee quite a lot when we used to change her, but Mm. it was controlled. Whereas when this one goes, it's like, you don't know where it's going. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Although to um, finish on a positive, the the main Mm. um, benefit, except obviously the love that I feel with my child, Mm. the the other big benefit um, I've seen in the last few days is that now if I fart, like, and it's a silent one and there's a bad smell and Mrs. R&R says have you farted, then I can just say, <laughs> no, it wasn't me. It was the baby, <laughs> which is great, which is because now I can, I was always a bit, always a bit dubious thinking, should I fart? Because she's, she's going to think I'm a disgusting man. But now <laughs> I can just, just go all day. Like, like oh, there's yeah. no tomorrow. And My then husband's say, never worried about that. <laughs> Plus there's a dog to blame as well, isn't there, half the time? Well, oh, it was a dog. <laughs> you know what? I hadn't even thought about dogs farting. That's just the most disgusting thing in the world. A dog yeah, Our dog farting. doesn't. It's just my husband. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, well, here are some points anyway, just in case anyone does have a baby. We've covered a few. So um, I wouldn't say after you've listened to this podcast, you are 100% prepared for all of this stuff. But it's a start. It's yeah. a start, okay? Exactly. I feel like nothing ever really prepares you for it until it's right there. <laughs> I, I I, completely agree. Completely agree. Um, anyway, thanks as always for your time. Clarification, Charlie. That's okay. Very welcome. Good luck keeping the, the two children alive. And, yeah, thank um, you. I'll see you soon. Excellent. Look forward to it. Thanks, Martin. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Okay, so that was me speaking to Clarification Charlie about all things 
parenting, let's say. Well, I don't think we covered everything about being parents, but we certainly covered a few bits of the first couple of days of becoming a parent. So let's have a look at some of that R&R vocabulary. Um, at the beginning, I said that this is going to be a joyous podcast. Um, that is just a lovely adjective joyous, something happy, a joyous podcast. But it wasn't because there was no review. So please take the time to leave me a review because it really helps me. It helps this podcast to keep growing. And the more we get, then the more podcasts I will be able to make because I will be able to dedicate all of my time to Rock and Roll English. So if you could leave me a review, that would be fantastic. And if you do, remember, please let me know because I don't always see them. Um, then I um, used the term I took the initiative when we were talking about snacks and how they didn't tell me to bring snacks. I just took the initiative. Think of all of that collocation. Take the initiative. So not to wait for someone to tell you. You just do it anyway. Then I spoke about my digestive biscuits and I said I can just munch on on these biscuits. So the term munch, a lovely term, just om, 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 om. that is me munching. And then clarification, Charlie said, what, just plain digestive biscuits? So this word plain means with nothing else, basically, because you can have chocolate digestive biscuits or other types these were just plain. Maybe if you get a burger at McDonald's and you just want a burger and you don't want all of the other stuff they put in it, you ask for a plain burger. And then speaking again about these digestive biscuits, I said I'm going to push the boat out and buy these digestive biscuits. So a lovely term there to push the boat out, to spend a lot of money, to say, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to spend some money today. Um, then we were speaking about paper cuts. I think that's quite common, isn't it? It is painful, isn't it? The paper cut. But notice we use that term. We don't say to cut yourself with paper. We just call it a paper cut. Um, and we were talking about all of the pain and stuff like that. And then I said, as it happens, giving birth is quite painful, isn't it? Notice that as it happens, a lovely term there to say, in reality, it is quite painful, isn't it? Obviously, I was being sarcastic. I do know it's painful. But well, I say I know, I don't think I can really appreciate how painful it is. Because obviously, I've never given birth to a child because I'm a man, just in case anyone's a bit confused. Um, then when we were talking about this giving birth, Clarification Charlie described it, number one, as the main event, which I thought was brilliant, like a boxing fight. Um, and then she said it is excruciating, which is a lovely term to say extremely, extremely, extremely painful. Um, then she also mentioned the aftermath of the birth. So a lovely term there to say everything that happens after the birth, basically. We had the term the delivery room, which is the room where the baby is delivered, let's say, or the baby arrives, whatever you want to say. Um, then clarification, Charlie said she was adamant that she would never have another child. So when you are adamant, you are sure, let's say, and you're telling everyone, no, it's not going to happen. We are not going to have another baby. But in the end, she did. Um, and then she said, but it's just as painful second time round. Notice this word round at the end, something we often say there. So the second time you do it, it's just as painful second time round. Then we had the term um, go into labour when I said, who looks after your dog when you go into labour? So that's the part 
where you start the birth, let's say. When you go into labour, that's when the birth happens, just before the main event, let's say. Um, then, clarification, Charlie said, her baby arrived two weeks past its due date. Due date is the term we use for when the baby should arrive, the due date. Then I spoke about people being stingy with water. So when you're stingy, it's you're not generous. People are often stingy with money. That's a lovely way to describe someone that doesn't like spending money. Stingy. Um, and then we were talking about um, snacks and sandwiches when, clarification, Charlie said her husband wanted to get a sandwich from the deli. So this is the term we use, deli. I think it actually comes from the word deli. It's like a French word. Delicatessen, I think, is the word. But that's obviously too difficult for us stupid English people to pronounce. So we just call it a deli. So places where you can buy sandwiches, ham, cheese, this kind of thing. And she said the reason he bought that sandwich from the deli was because the grapes that she had bought weren't cutting it for him. So if something's not cutting it for you, it's not enough. So you need something more. You need a sandwich. Um, and then she mentioned that in the end, he finally got the sandwich he so desperately craved. So when you crave something, it's when you really want it. They say pregnant women have cravings when they are pregnant because they want to eat certain things. Um, and then I was talking about the nappy and how it all went wrong when baby R&R &R did a poo. And I said, luckily, Mrs. R&R &R was on hand to save the day. So when someone or something is on hand, they are right there to help you. And that's what I needed help. Um, then we had the term willy, which is just a lovely way, a nice way to describe penis, let's say something you can say to a child. And then clarification, Charlie said the wee just sprouts out like a fountain. So just like shoo, flies in the air. But remember, all of this vocabulary is on the website, rockandrollenglish.com slash 221. I will be back in a couple of weeks. So I will see you soon. I may be a father now, but I'm going to keep on rocking. So in these two weeks, make sure that you keep on rocking, baby. Thanks so much for listening to Rock and Roll English. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit rockandrollenglish.com and facebook.com slash rockandrollenglish. We'll catch you next time.